0: Listeners, and welcome to the next episode of It's Now or Never, a podcast recorded by the North East Victorian Student Achievement Managers sharing Mylan's practice from across our region. This week, we are sharing an excerpt from our capability building community of practice. In this session, we are delving into the topic of refining capability building plans We understand that plans need to be changed and adapted in the midst of implementation given all the different challenges we are faced with in our schools in this episode we hear from caitlin sheather learning specialist and numeracy capability builder at wangaratta high school caitlin shares her school's journey over the last three years with using data walls to monitor student growth and achievement thanks mandy So I've been at the school, this is my third year, coming from a primary setting. So I have a nice different perspective, particularly with numeracy, um, but have worked in the Mylands literacy space as well. So just in case you're not aware of the school, so we're obviously in the northeast. We have around 650 enrolments from year 7 to 12 and a wide range of learning abilities some differences in backgrounds um, with a number of Indigenous and Koori identifying students. So, we've done a lot of work on data over the last couple of years after we came out of a review in 2019, and we found that we didn't have a lot of monitoring in place for longitudinal data, and we introduced PAT, which was lucky for us already a plan when COVID hit. Um, so, we already had that in, I guess, the idea to implement. So. What we've found, just as a little bit of an intro, is that pretty much every cohort from seven to 10 has a learning range of foundation year 10. So it's a massive challenge. And TLI Mylands have helped, but we're also a SEAL accredited school. So we can support some of our high achievers there. However, a number of our students choose not to go into that program. So we do have to differentiate up, down and around. numeracy we have across year 7 to 10 83 students in the tutor learning program and 24 students in the Mylands program officially and in the literacy space 66 students in tutor learning and 35 in Mylands. so we are covering quite a lot of students but there is some overlap between those two some students do get both literacy and numeracy but we made the conscious effort not to across any tutor learning with Mylands in the same space. So that was a, a bit of a challenge to select kids. What we've got here, this is the evolution of the data walls in at Wang So as part of the Benalla, Mansfield and Wangaratta network, uh, we had a, a bit of a template that, that is used for high achieving students at the network level, and we modelled in 2020 off that. Our school's been quite heavily involved with the at Clarity, and I've been working through that course as well, and we really realised we were very much missing the faces on the data. In 2020, we had each of our cohorts separate, a separate data wall for Year 7s, and within the Year 7, three data walls, one for reading, one for writing, and one for numeracy. It was a mess. So what we did was, in 2021, we invested a little bit of money, and we realised that well, we've got this range across all of our cohorts. Why are we looking at them separately? And particularly in 2021, when Myland's now then became year eight and year 10 and tutor Learning came in, well, we need to look at this a little bit more holistically from year seven to year 10, but particularly seven to nine. And there's no point in separating the year levels because we, we're not streaming, but we are looking at supporting kids across multiple year levels that may be in the same cluster of their big idea in mathematics. So obviously I'm a little bit biased with numeracy, but I'll try and talk to literacy as well. But, you know, if we have a group that's really focusing in on multiplicative thinking with a PLC or generalising if they're being extended, well, why can't they be grouped together to do some some small group work? And we were able to identify by using these data walls. This year we've taken it a step further. We're lucky enough as a school to be involved in something called Project 22, which is a very intimate numeracy focus within our school improvement team and we're driving that through our PLC work part of that is connecting FISO 2.0 so connecting the well-being and engagement to our learning in 2022 we have now combined well or shared in one space both our well-being and engagement data wall which includes attendance engagement in different programs in the well-being space as well as our, at the moment, numeracy data. So what that means is that when we're in a teaching and learning meeting or in an engagement wellbeing meeting, we can now go, oh, we've got a student that's got low growth or low achievement. What are we doing? Oh, they're involved with myelands. Oh, they're actually school refusing, navigator programs there. We're not skipping and, and we're not guessing. So a data walk for us is now quite simple and very holistic for the learner, which has been a really great evolution but it's taken three years. So we're not done. We now are refining further, but that's where we started from these random cardboard cutouts that fell apart through to this concise wall that is really interactive and is now combining and meeting some of those FISO continua that we need to hit for our mental health and well-being of our middle year students. So just to give you a little bit more of the aspirational side of of developing these data walls each of our students is given one and their school photo is put on and this follows them for their middle years journey in year seven we start so we have our naplan just for numeracy and at the moment our naplan for reading both their their score and their bands so that we know that we do pat and then we've got our teacher judgment as well so just Again, I could talk for hours about PAT. It's my my jam and data's my jam. But we've made a conscious decision this year to do the linear assessment at the beginning of the year or the end of the year before and have that as our baseline data. So our year sevens get tested within the first two weeks of school for reading and numeracy. Then we have this year, we're doing the adaptive in the mid-year as our check-in. And reassessment to see if there's anything we need to, you know, if there's a student who's, who has fallen behind, they need to be picked up by one of our initiatives or at least looked at further in that engagement well-being space. Um, and then we will do the linear at the end and the comparison points are the linear. We use the adaptive in a different way. So that can be a diagnostic tool um, and a reference tool, whereas the linear to linear point, 12 months in 12 months is what we're measuring. Um, so just that, it's it's a trial and error. Again, that's another thing that we've had to overcome and decide. Um, and having that adaptive become available this year has been phenomenal. The other thing we do is we've got some key indicators. Um, so very discreet. We're not writing all over it, this student's PSD funded, this student's in Mylands TLI, this student has attendance. We just have little different stickers. And we have a small code that sits at the side. Again, very discreet. So you can have a look without... Definitely looking at the student. Oh, that student's a TLI student. Oh, that student's a Mylan student. Oh, that's someone we're looking at for whatever we're looking at. So we can also see trends over time, which Mandy, you've come and had a look. It's quite clear. You can actually see trends without going and digging through things, which is quite nice. I just wanted to reiterate the importance of, of matching, of um, marrying up wellbeing and engagement as well. We can't look at things separately. Just one thing really quickly I forgot to mention with the structure of the walls, they are multidimensional. So we scale based on our PAT scale score and then down like vertically is the growth point. So a student sitting at the bottom has low growth, which is less than six months in 12 months. In the middle is they're at level for their growth and at the top is high level growth. So what we really and what our action plan has been, yes, we care, but we don't really care what their starting point is. We want to see them move as a minimum 12 months in 12 months. We're not trying to push too far ahead because of the complexity of the world we're living in at the moment. If our students in TLI, Mylands in particular, with that targeted intervention, whether it be like we run in-class one-on-one and small group withdrawal for both literacy and numeracy, we want to see that targeted improvement 12 months in 12 months so if we can see those all of our students or majority of our students we know we're never going to get 100 percent with those little orange dots and the little red dots in the middle row or in that high row then we've done our job and then we can put a case forward next year that we want to continue this and that this model works if we don't Then we have to go back and go, okay, we need to reassess what our goals were and reassess how we're implementing these programs and these supports. And that's something that we had to do last year. Uh, We didn't get the results in numeracy that we got in literacy. And that's, I came over to numeracy and now it's this fine balancing act because that's just the way of the world. That's what we do. It's not a perfect system, but it does work. And for us now, we run a data walk in every school improvement team meeting and our data walls directly inform our learning walks and talks as well. As a, a member of the maths team and the year eight quarter, so the two, two things there, it's about inviting those staff. This is in our general staff room. We've got blinds that come over to keep it confidential. So it's about bringing those staff when we're coming and we're doing coaching or we're doing mentoring. Where do you think your students are? And then it's really nice quite often. It's a nice surprise. Oh, actually, here they are. Let's talk about it. So having such a nice faces on the data visual with three different assessment types, one being their own assessment, one being a standardised assessment and one being that longitudinal NAPLAN, it really brings up so much conversation And, and yeah, it's been really, really, really nice to come in, really embedding that in our PLC process this year as well through the maths department. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to Caitlin Sheetha from Wangarata Secondary College around our community practice of evaluating and refining our work as capability builders and direct support teachers and tutors within the Mylands and TLI initiatives. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to our It's Now or Never podcast, released every two weeks. Make sure you subscribe through Apple if you'd like to keep up to date. And if you have any questions at all, feel free to reach out to your local Sam, and it's until next time, take that track.